friends, welcome to Better Than Journaling. I'm Adia. And I'm Aisha. We are two mental health professionals journaling out loud, analyzing our own thoughts and feelings. This is not about us giving you mental health advice. We're just having our own existential crises one episode at a time, so you don't have to. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink, because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. Hi, Miss Aisha. Good evening, Miss Adia. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a nice weekend. Uh, I'm feeling good. Actually a bit refreshed. Yeah, I'm pretty happy and in a good space. Happy to be here with you. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here with you, but I'm not refreshed. I'm tired AF. I'm so tired. <laughs> I forgot Darned how it. old I was and decided to drink two nights in a row. And I'm not even talking about like getting wasted. I'm just talking about having a couple of drinks, two nights in a row. And now I'm like, oh yeah, you're old. I forgot that. I forgot <laughs> that when I thought I was going to, I don't even know if it was the drinks or if it was just being out at night, two nights in a row. I don't do it, that. But like, it's all, I mean, the other thing is like, you've been pulling some serious like work on deadlines and coming off of something that you know, required a lot of focus and emotional energy too. So, so then like celebrate by being out and being social and all that stuff is like, that's a lot. It takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been busy. I've been working on that, on that big project and it's now done. And, you know, I think after, after projects people have, or after events like weddings or whatever, people have like a little bit of a down slump afterwards. That doesn't happen for me, luckily, but um, but I have like this refractory period where there's a little bit of tired. When I say people have a down slump, I don't mean tired. I mean like the sense of loss or grief or something like that that comes after you've spent. Like I've heard people talk about it when they're studying for exams. You know, you spend six months studying to get licensed or whatever. And now you're like, what do I do with all that extra time? And there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a loss that comes from it. I've never been that way. Um, but I haven't had the rest period cause I've just had bunches of stuff to do. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. I need, I need to have like a couple of days where I could just chill and veg out for a minute and that hasn't happened yet. And I'm going back into the work week. So I think that next Saturday, do I have anything next Saturday? I don't think I have anything next Saturday. So maybe that'll be my, my rest day, but right now I'm just tired, but happy and proud and feeling good of the work that I've done. Um, but that is not what we're here for today. We're talking about something else that's been on our mind, right? And what is that, friend? You know, what's been on my mind is, um, I feel like it's also, it's maybe a colloquialism um, within Caribbean, West Indies cultures, um, the saying of Sunkam. Soon come. come. So it's definitely something that I've grown up with. And Mm -hmm. I still hear it now today as an adult child of island people. uh, Like I said, West Indies people. Um, And it really just means like, I'll be right back or I'll be there soon or I won't be long. Um, Wait Mm -hmm. for me or we'll be, you know, we'll be together again soon. Soon is important, you know, there's an indication that this will not be a long time from now. Um, uh-huh. 
like a, a contract, I feel like that is being extended. And, I, you know, I only bring this up because I have qualms with how some people seem to have misinterpreted what soon means, most specifically my father. And it sounds like also maybe your father. Oh, oh, all the time, all the time. Like to me, while I understand that there is some variability in how each of us define certain words, like soon could mean a different thing based on what, you know, how, how, when is Jesus coming back to take us to heaven? <laughs> you know? Like I'm soon so could be yeah. <laughs> or, or like 4 million years. And in, in, in the bigger scheme of things, but you know, when you are a kid that's sitting in the car waiting for your parent who just ran in and he said, he'll be back soon. Yes. Soon should be minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely minutes. A hundred percent should be minutes. Yes. It should be minutes. It shouldn't be like single digit minutes even. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, like 20 or less for sure. You know, I don't know how many other people are in this store, but yes, I would think that within 20 minutes, you know, my father should be back to retrieve me. We have somewhere else yeah. to be together. Yeah, soon, soon means different things to different people. Yeah, my dad is, you know, infamous. But yeah, man, soon come. Like, no, dad, you're not. You're not. That, that's not true. <laughs> that's never been true for you. You are not a soon come person. Like, you should stop using that because you misunderstood it. You, other people used it and you wanted to use it, but you shouldn't. That's not you. You should just say, I'll be back. I will see you later. Like, <laughs> later is a better word. <laughs> later, later, yeah. Later is always more, accurate. Yeah, later should be appropriate. That's that's accurate because he's going to be late. My dad, it, yeah. My dad's the kind of person where you tell them that an event is happening several hours earlier than it actually is happening, hoping that they will only be maybe 30 minutes late. Yeah. Um, his the the abuse of Sunkum it's just um astonishing and I obviously you know now as an adult and as a mental health professional I know that there are other things that are going on that are creating that avoidance and um causing you to be chronically late everywhere all the time even for really important things like really, really important things really important things I feel like the only times that I can recall my dad being on time I mean apparently he was there for my birth and and probably because he's the one that drove my mother to the hospital. So that's, that's lucky. That's fortunate. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He was there for my, he was there for like all of my graduations. I remember him physically being present for my graduations. I can remember no other thing that I, I and my father have attended where he was on time ever. And I mean like hours late, hours right. Hours late, like yes. it's not yes. late anymore. Like you just missed it. Like it's not even, not even happening anymore. It didn't even occur. There was nothing to be seen. So yeah, soon come for everyone else in my in my life um, that uses the phrase. It was it was there was just a mutual understanding that maybe they were gonna go run an errand or something. My aunt was gonna go pick up something, some food, run a really quick errand, and she really was gonna be back within an hour maybe an hour and a half or uh we're all gonna have like a family barbecue and i'm gonna now go pick up one of my brothers or something yes yeah man soon come and so i'm i'll go get him maybe you know he needs to change or something and then i'm gonna be back soon so soon come doesn't always mean like 
I don't think it always necessarily means like a single digit amount of time, but definitely your dad leaving you in the car with your sibling and saying like, I'm going to run into this store right here soon come seems like an appropriate phrase to use in that moment, like very appropriate. However, the way it was abused, you lose faith in what soon come means when someone says it. Yeah. It means nothing to me coming from him, from my dad in particular, but, but I wish I could say it was just my dad. My mom, not a whole lot better. My husband, the worst I've ever met at being on time for anything. My daughter, like time means nothing to this child. Nothing. My son and I, we understand. Yeah, we understand clocks. We understand how they work. We understand what they mean. My son is the type of person that if you say, and I mean this, and he's autistic, so this might have something to do with it. But if you say, uh, I'll be there in a few minutes, he will say, how many? How many? Like, he to wants to understand what you yes. mean by soon. What is a few? He wants to understand ambiguous. what you mean by few. Yeah, that's ambiguous. Yes, I agree. Yes. yes. And, yes. and it is important to me to be honest about my mom. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many parties that we have had my entire family is this way but my mom is feels like a a significant offender I can't tell you how many parties that we've had that my mom has had rollers in her hair for the entire party because she's not ready when people get there and halfway through when she realizes okay now I should get ready she's like well shit I'm not gonna take the time to get ready now I'm not gonna take out these rolls I have to put them back in in a couple hours like my mom will have parties with the most recent offense was my birthday last year so less than a year ago my birthday last year there was a surprise party for me at my house she was here and she told me that she didn't take her rollers out because if she had taken her rollers out and she wasn't going anywhere, that I would have been like, what's going on? What are you doing? I would have been suspicious. But the whole party, this woman had rollers in her head. Right. So it was less. Yeah. But is she right? <laughs> oh, well, would I have been suspicious? Not any more suspicious than I was that she was setting up tables in the, on the patio. Thinking is backwards because historically speaking, rollers in your hair means that something is happening. There's an event going on. Not you, not have <laughs> rollers in your hair. Mm, ipso facto, wrong. Ipso facto, we're back at that word again. No, my mama knows that if she's, she knows that I know that if she's not going anywhere, those rollers ain't coming out. So yes. if the rollers do come out, I'm gonna be like, where are you going? Why are your rollers <laughs> out of your head? So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love it. Like, thank you. I know, and the, who I don't actually know who still wears rollers, uses rollers. Thank you. I can you tell her that this no? is like an unnecessary? Yeah, I can't either. So, the <laughs> rollers are those. that is that is uh Maya's lane. Okay, like that's right. that's grandbaby, right. that's grandbaby's territory. Okay, she has my daughter, she has my husband's the worst, he's the worst, but my daughter has no idea no respect no consideration of time and I was reading a book the book is called hunt gather parent and I forget the lady who who it's by but I'm looking at my bookshelf because if I look at my bookshelf that'll help me know even though I can't see the book from here but anyway 
uh, hunt gather paint and this woman who's a journalist a white white female journalist from the united states i think uh san francisco she went to a bunch of different regions four different regions in the world and looked at their parenting practices right oh was it her or was it joy de joy de how do you say her name um mm-mm. yeah you know I think it might have no it was joy de it was in okay. post-traumatic slave syndrome she uh, talked about being in Africa and and about how they treated time. And she said something along the lines of the meeting doesn't start at nine o'clock. The meeting it starts, starts when everybody, everybody, gets, gets everybody gets there. Yes. Yes. And the meeting doesn't end at 10 o'clock. It mm-hmm. ends when we're done talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> that feels significantly less stressful to me no I guess I don't I guess maybe I want to but I would be a little bit irritated if I had to wait for people if I showed up on time but if we could live in a society where everybody was just making room for other people to move at their own pace Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really helpful I don't do a good job of making room for other people to move at their own pace I move at lightning speed. I think yeah. fast. I work fast. I like, and I don't stop working until something's done. So I'm not like the type of person that'll be in process. And it's like, oh, it's five o'clock. Let me knock off. And it's like, oh, it's not done. So let me keep working until it's done. And I want everybody to move like that. And I understand that that is not fair, but I feel like it'd be a better world if we allowed people to, to, to move at their own pace, but not when you got your kids sitting in the car. Like if you want to go into a place, <laughs> just like, let me bring it right back. <laughs> if you want to go into a place and you want to be there for an hour, yeah, then don't leave your kids in the car. Drop them off. Make at a plan, home. or go br- bring them inside, or bring them inside so that they can be entertained too. We're talking about being in my dad's Buick in the eighties, because I'm that kind of old. Being in my dad's Buick in the 80s with the windows rolled up and and he was a heavy smoker of Benson and Hedges. So being in this locked car that was full of smoke or the remnants of smoke or like I could deal with actual like fresh smoke, but the, the smell of smoke that's in like the seats of cars, the smell of smoke that when you get out of the car and go into class, your teacher's like, have you been smoking again, second grader? Like <laughs> right, right, just the... <laughs> just the nicotine and the tar or whatever that is just like stuff to you like the brown on your skin like your teeth are yellow just like like uh, yes as are the headliners and the walls butter (laughs) i don't know what (laughs) butter Um, butter but vicarious like you got uh yellow teeth vicariously through the other person like seriously like that's what we're sitting in that's what we're sitting in and this is pre-smartphone this is like can't roll down the window because the handle ain't there like forever that's so disrespectful i mean yes people will call that abuse for sure neglect maybe but yeah that's disrespectful disrespectful. it's disrespectful disrespectful. like you're you're not a person this would this shouldn't bother you and you should be fine because i because i want you need you to be fine because i'm i want to be doing something i want this to work for me so please just make this work for you. So that feels like a big thing that it felt so disrespectful. 
we're, we're going to have to get into that, but we need to take a break real quick. But before we go on break, the question is, or the thing to consider is what did, how time worked for you as a child? What did it do to who you are now and the way that you, uh, the way that you treat time, the way that you feel when people don't treat time the same way you treat time? So that's what we're going to think about. And we'll be back after this quick break. Okay. So you had a minute to think. What did it do to you? How people treated time, how the grownups treated time when you were little. Um, what did it do to how you treat time now and how you think about people that don't think about time the same way you do? Yes. So my dad was really the only person in my life who just just had zero respect for like time and not just not having (laughs) and not just having like zero respect for time but like there's that added layer of so there's one thing if like you're late or you're chronically late and you like own that you're chronically late Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like I'm sorry or or you communicate in the midst of being late and be like hey go go without me right but there was like this expectation and, and maybe it was from him or maybe it was from others that things will not start we will not begin until like you're here and so like we are all just on hard pause until you decide that we get some of your time uh, or that you're ready to be doing what we said we were going to be doing this many hours ago. And there will be no acknowledgement that you were late whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We will just proceed as if you were on time early, even maybe. Right. Um, Oh, that's like the person now who walks into the meeting 20 minutes late with Starbucks, like person, if you're going to stop at Starbucks, please suck that down before you walk into my meeting place. Like, and, like, and don't, don't let come, me know. Also, don't come in and say, what did I miss? Oh, that part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, let me tell you, if I walked into class two minutes late in college or in grad school, if I walked in two minutes late, I just kind of assume that everything that I have a question about was covered yes. in those two minutes. Yes. So I can't ask any questions because that would yes. be disrespectful. That would be disrespectful. If, we, if you had been here, right, exactly. I would be shamed about it. Yeah, no. So what I will say is that there's this, I have this experience now of when people want to make like last minute plans with me. Hmm. Generally speaking, I am completely disinterested. No, no, thank you. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't want to do it. I, I almost never, I almost never want to do it. Um, and honestly, it's only the same people who want to make last minute plans with me. Um, and I feel like those people don't respect my time. They never want to plan something in advance so that I can be available and emotionally prepared to do whatever it is that we're going to do they that's just how they move and how they operate they only do things on their own time their own energy um and maybe they would continue to do the thing even if i said no thank you or they only really did just want to do the thing with me or they wanted me to be a part of it but not enough to actually have planned something with me and taking me and my time into consideration um or waiting for a response from somebody to make plans or to move forward with a project and they just don't respond they just go radio silent that type of stuff really really just kind of fucks with me um those are the moments where I feel myself being the most petty about like not responding or shutting it down or just not having a lot of patience for that form of communication or lack of communication I just it can't 
I, uh, so I, I, I don't, I, mm, I avoid the people who don't respect, who I feel don't respect my time. Um, I avoid making plans with them. Or when we do make plans, I am very concrete about, so when are we going to do this? So when do I expect to hear mm-hmm. from you? Okay. So on this day, this is going to happen. Okay. So we're going to follow up on blah, 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 that type of a thing. Like I, if they invite me to something short notice, I say, oh no, I have plans. Uh, do you want to do something this date on this time or whatever? And then that's kind of like it. That's my, oppor- that's your opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm encouraging you to step into the, the realm of adulthood of making intentional plans and respecting my time. Yeah. I think how it shows up for me is that I think I'm really good about being on time. Although the last year or so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I I have never been hours late for a damn thing, but you know, two or three minutes late does not feel horrible to me anymore, but I used to be really meticulous about time. And because I'm so meticulous about time and being on time and respecting time and other people's time, um, when other people aren't, I feel like you said before the break disrespected. Like, I feel like they are doing something to me. So my question for both of us is, is that true? Are they disrespecting me? my time are they disrespecting time in general or do they just do time differently than I do I don't like that (laughs) creating a room for some new truth that doesn't have anything to do with me being disrespected (laughs) directly or intentionally can't make it about me being a victim boo um okay so how about this how about Mm. this I am open to people doing time differently. How about, I don't want to learn that you two do time differently after we've already committed to a certain time that we're doing something. Like, Mm -hmm. can we have a conversation about how you are more flexible with how you interpret time? Like I respect somebody that says 1.30-ish. That lets me know that I'll be looking for you around two. And if I see you before two, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Like a little Mm -hmm. ish on the back of whatever time it is that we agree to lets me know you're more fluid with the way that you deal with time or that you're going to struggle because you get to try to get to do many things done before you leave out of the house or you have a ton of anxiety. And so you're going to avoid getting started until it's like, okay, I got to go now, you know, like whatever, whatever your process is, you're at least communicating to me what my expectations should be. And that it should be a little bit more flexible than the hard number that we actually committed to. Right. Um, so no, I guess I'm saying no, I still feel like I'm being disrespected because I do feel like people are still accountable to being able to communicate, especially if you've made a commitment, we've come to an understanding together and now you're going to operate outside of that understanding. Um, I just want people to be accountable and to be respectful of other people. There's other things that I could be doing with my time. I wonder if that goes into a whole different realm about I have two I have two thoughts and I'm probably going to forget one of them so I'm going to do the one that doesn't take us off track right away which is like my husband who is horrible with time I don't think he understands that he's horrible with time like he continues to think that he continues to be surprised that he's late he doesn't do anything (laughs) different you you laughing like this shit is my life. He doesn't do anything different the next day than he did today, but he is genuinely shocked that that he didn't get everything in in time to be on time. Like I believe I'm looking at this man's face, and I believe. 
that he is genuinely shocked that this did not work out. You know, I, I think that he wanted it to desperately. He is he Maya. This is Maya. To walk I, off the, I, yes. I'm getting the Maya essence. She's her dad. Okay, got it. <laughs> he desperately wanted to work out, walk out the door at two o'clock. And he honestly believed. Honestly believed. Now, this is me removed from a current situation that he's late for. Trying to have some, you know, compassion and understanding. In the moment, I, I'm not thinking you know, I can see that you really believe that this was going to work. I'm thinking you're an idiot. And I yes. can't believe I married you nearly 20 years ago. Like, that's what I'm thinking in the moment. But right now, as a person that's removed, I can see that there is sincerity in his belief that somehow this was going to work out. That was the, that was the first thought that I had with what you said. The one that might take us down a different rabbit hole is you were talking about, we're talking about time and you're talking about accountability to a commitment. And those feel like separate things. Like, are we talking about people who are accountable to their commitments in every other way except for time? Are we talking about people for whom their word does not actually mean anything, regardless of whether it's time or something else? Mm. I'm sure that this, that, I mean, that I'm, if I were to look at the people who I feel like don't, um, who I feel like don't respect time and don't respect my time. Those people also don't follow through on other commitments as well. So mm-hmm. it is, it's, it is a, it's, it is a pattern of behavior for sure. And it doesn't just, you know, fall. It's not just one area of their life. It definitely comes through in other areas as well. They just struggle with completing things, focusing on things, following through with tasks, asking for help, whatever the case may be. Like they often start and stop, um, start and stop things or, um, are taking a longer time to get to the end of the road on things if we're saying that they deal with time differently. But um, when it comes to involving other people, right. that part. <laughs> I keep circling back to we agreed on something and something got in the way of keeping that commitment. And that's okay. That really is okay. I really am okay with things not working out the way you planned. Um, is the part for me is like where you're so committed to the truth in your head that says that you're on time or hmm. you're going to be on time, even beyond where that is just no longer possible, um, that there's no ownership. And then the part where like <laughs> your your husband, your dad, my dad, there's this pattern of recognizing that you're you're late. That didn't right. work out, and the refusal of like figuring that out or doing better. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, definitely, like I said, with my dad, we, none, nobody expects him to be on time. I, it's been a, right. I don't remember actually a time in my life where anyone actually expected my dad to be, on, I don't, yeah, I don't remember that ever being a thing. Um, but I know like if he ever like took me to school, I was never like late to school or anything. Like if, when he had, a, when I was a really small child, I wasn't right. like late to school or stuff, you know, like, <laughs> because he couldn't give a shit to them. like, seriously, None of them, none of them. I think my mom was probably on time for work. Um, but the thing is, I don't think that my mom, not I don't think, I am sure that my mom is great at keeping other commitments. She's just not good at being on time. And um, I don't know, it makes me think like, if I know that this is not somebody's strength, why am I always taking it personally? Like they're doing something to me. She's late for everything. My husband's late for everything. My dad's late for everything. But when they're late for something that they committed to me on, I take it personally as if they're doing something to me. 
And they're doing this all the time in their life. You know, those, those staff who show up late for a meeting with Starbucks, they're late to everything with Starbucks. It's still disrespectful. <laughs> it's still disrespectful. It's still disrespectful, but, but it's not personal. And I know that I take it personal, but it's not. This is just who they are. This is just how they move. I'm not going to be able to solve this one tonight. I can feel it right now. <laughs> no, this one is not, this is, this is not going to be one that I'm going to feel good about at the end. I'm going to be left with lots of, hmm, at the end of this one. I already know because I just, because I'm also guilty of being tardy sometimes, but like, I know in the midst of the things that I'm doing, I have not properly accounted for my time. And then I'm communicating early on, like, I'm going to be about 10 minutes later, you know? Um, yeah. Um, it's it's like, I know, or, or at least I know that I am dragging. I'm not thrilled right. about whatever it is that's coming and I'm right. not moving with the haste that is going to allow me to be early. So that means I'm either going to be right on time or I'm going to be late you know like I I know that it's happening I see my feel myself doing it I'm I'm constantly looking at the clock like this ain't working out the way it needs to be for me to be here early so there's going to be another outcome you know so I'm fully aware of it happening um and so I do my I, I work really hard to because I care I am more concerned about what the impact of it is either on my reputation or the relationship um, or just even my experience of the situation that I'm coming into. Am I going to be distracted, discombobulated? Am I going to be constantly trying to play catch up? You know, um, all of those things. And those all right. seem really unbearable. So, but yeah, I, my expectations of others and how I can work, I, 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 it would be nice to not take things personally or be annoyed um, by how other people show up in the world. I think that's going to be a big part of my journey in life is figuring that out and how to just leave that at their, their feet and make an observation of it and be like, huh, there's something going on for them. And then just be able to move on from it and not be like, you know, grinding my teeth or whatever, um, smacking my damn it doll. Like my, my, uh, if I feel like people are being disrespectful to me when they're late, I don't want to be a disrespectful person so I can be really rigid about time because I would feel like I was disrespecting somebody else if I was late and I wouldn't want to do that. And I get really somewhat offended for lack of a better word when people don't give me the same courtesy that I give them. Now they might not have clocked it as disrespectful that I was late, but I clocked it as disrespectful to them that I was late. Yeah. And so in order to not be disrespectful to them, I'm gonna be on time. But since they wouldn't have clocked it as disrespectful to them that I was late, they don't clock it as disrespectful to me that they're late. Fair. And yet I continue to make it feel personal. I continue to be upset about it. I continue to be like, why would they do that to me? My grandmother, <laughs> she actually was better about time than her daughters, my mom and my mom's sister. She's actually better about time than, than, my, um, than my mom and my aunts. But uh, she was late to my wedding. And when I say late to my wedding, I mean, she got there by the reception. Like, so you don't, you don't, everybody who's listening to us does not know Los Angeles, but my grandmother lived in Los Angeles, like near 
like Foshe High School. My wedding was in Long Beach. My grandmother did not want to ride, ride with anybody in the family. She wanted to ride with her friend because she was worried that her friend would be lost. And so these two old ladies decided to go from Foshe High School area to Long Beach, but neither one of them felt comfortable going on the freeway, so they did it on the street. <laughs> no. Yes, ma'am. And this was in oh, no. 2002, so there were there was no like. Certainly, they weren't doing anything like MapQuest, even if that was a thing back then. There was no GPS or anything. So these two old ladies set out on a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. And yes, they like, did. I don't know, an hour into the reception, there was a wedding. There was, like, photos. There was cocktail hour. And then there was reception. And about an hour into the reception, they come rolling in. I was mad. I was mad. And I understood that these little old ladies was just doing their best. Doing their best. But it felt disrespectful because anybody in the family could have picked both of them up. Both of them. Yeah. 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 From the time I I had a car, I got a car when I was 16 because I was in lots of extracurricular activities. So my parents wanted me to be able to take myself to those. and I didn't go to high school close to my house. Uh, I lived in LA and went to school in Inglewood. So it was, it was not uh, convenient to take the bus to after school activities. Uh, but from the time I had a car, I would arrive separately to them from my family to events. Because I was just like, I would like to be there on time. I'm not I with would them. Like... <laughs> yes, exactly. I would like to not miss the first quarter of the game or whatever we're going to. So I'll just go by myself. My brother's pretty good about time too. So I would, he's, you know, seven, eight years younger than me. So I would bring him with me because he, he was ready. So we would leave and then they would meet us later. And if it wouldn't be rude to leave my children, I would do that now. My son's good about that. <laughs> but if it wouldn't be rude to leave the rest of my family for me and my son to show up on time and for my husband and daughter to show up when they get there. Well, why is yeah. it rude now? But it wasn't rude, but it wasn't rude when you were 16. I'm Maybe pretty sure it was rude when I was 16. I just didn't care about rudeness when I was 16. Was it rude or were they rude? Both. Both. It was, it feels like based on, based on the hierarchy that existed in my family and in my culture, uh, it feels like it was rude to uh, do anything that indicated that the way that they were being was not exactly Perfect. how they should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon come. Soon come. Soon come. Yeah. Yeah, man. Soon come. Like now, soon come comes up. I'm trying to think about like when I hear it now. So like if I go to my mom's house for the weekend and um she already has plans, maybe like with a friend or something. So they go to like dinner or I don't know, the shops. Um, and I have no desire to go. And maybe I wasn't invited, and that's totally fine. Um, and because I just want to veg on her couch or something, um, because going to a retirement community feels just like a completely different speed. And all of a sudden you are just relaxed on a different level, you know? So I have no desire to actually like go and be or whatever. So I'm just kind of like, when I get to her house. So if like, for instance, that happened like two weeks, two weekends ago and her and her friend were heading out the door, my 
mom said, yeah, man, soon come. And I was like, yeah, all right. I know that that means that they're going to be gone for a few hours, but that they'll mm -hmm. be back. She'll be back. I'm coming back. I'll see you soon. Later. See you later. See you in a bit. Maybe that, yeah, see you in a bit. See you soon. See you in a little bit. I like I like later. Yeah. I like later better than soon because later is always true. And soon is very subjective. Later is also subjective. It's always true though. But, it's, or but think about both it this later. way. You know what I think about is that, and I know it's not an island, but Jamaica is an island. And there is a thing of like island time. Fair? Huh. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. There is a total thing of like island time. Things are run on a different rhythm there. There is no expectation of, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know, like, go, 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 these strict kind of like expectations, everybody in business suits or whatever, you know, there really is a different rhythm of things um, on the island. And so soon come makes a lot of sense. Ew, what happened Ew. just now? That word, that word you just used is an interesting one that some people operate on clocks and some people operate on rhythm. Yeah. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> Are you triggered? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm stress scratching. Oh, it just happened. But, but for, like somebody operating on their own rhythm is fine, except for when your rhythm collides with my fucking clock. Like you don't you don't live in a vacuum. So your rhythm is fine unless your kids are sitting in the car waiting for you. Your rhythm doesn't give you permission to be inconsiderate to other people. It doesn't. And there are natural consequences to, you know, our choices and our actions. And what happened was that you got your own car and then you sat in nobody's car waiting for them to That's come and retrieve you and, and set you free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, there, you know, it definitely create some interesting dynamics and relationships and how we relate to one another and how we protect our own time, value our own time, set our own boundaries, right? So with those people, it's like, you let me know when you get there and then I'll show up type of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, or I'm going to be here from this time to this time. So that's the window. That is the window that I have allotted for you. Use it how right. you see fit, right. you know, um, right. which I'll soon come as. So yeah. Right. Like when you know I'm coming to your house to pick you up at 6.30 and I oh. get there and I'm sitting outside and you don't come Ooh. out for 6.37, but we no, both knew I was going to be there at 6.30. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's a good one. I really, you know, I'm interested to know how everybody else experiences soon come uh, yeah. tardiness or extreme uh, punctuality um what lessons they learned from childhood okay well what do you want to leave the people with miss aisha you know who i want to talk to i want to talk to the people who uh have a different rhythm who move through life in a different way mm. um so what i what i want to hear from those people is what recognition do you have about how 
you're affecting other people, like people who are more clock bound. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other, except that one is. But those people who are more who are more rhythm bound versus those people who are clock bound, how do you make sense of how it affects the other people? And I'm also curious uh, if you are a rhythm bound person who's in a relationship of whatever sort with somebody who is a clock bound person, what does their kind of urgency do to you and to your spirit? And how does that make mm-hmm. you feel? I'm, I'm curious about that. I want somebody to speak on behalf of my husband and my daughter so I can be nicer to them. <laughs> so I could be nicer to them yes I like that I do want to hear I, I I'm I'm hopeful that uh rhythm bound people will step into the space and give us some more insights I mean I'm I'm hoping that that it the rest of us you know the people that are more clock bound that they don't take on they can't possibly they can't possibly be taking on all of the emotions that we are uh, putting on this uh, punctuality or else they just, I don't know how they would survive, but I want to, um, I want to know from people. I want people to think about and, and, and reflect on what kind of messages they received about punctuality, uh, and what time means other people's time, what respecting time, uh, means for people where, where they got those messages and, uh, how those are showing up in their their lives now you know does it track with what they learned or what they were modeled um is it carrying over or have they found themselves rebelling in some way from the imagery that was created for them in their childhoods I just thought of something that would get us into a whole new conversation so I won't I won't go into this whole new conversation but I'm also curious because I imagine that our audience is largely BIPOC I am significantly better with being late to a BIPOC event than I am to a white event. And I'm curious about whether or not other people uh, have that, have that uh, experience in their lives, that there are certain things it's way more okay to be late to than other things. Just curious. Mm, got it. All right, well, let, let's see what bubbles up through the ether. All right, Miss Aisha, it was wonderful chatting with you. I hope you get some Bye. rest. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm going to sleep aggressively again <laughs> for the for the fucking fourth night in a row. I'm so tired. I, girl, but, I support that. But but it's good tired, so. Tired see you for the job well done. I soon. Think. I will soon see come. you soon. Soon come. <laughs> All right, lady, take care. Night, friend. Now you know that was better than journaling. If you liked us, give us a five-star review and share us with the rest of your friends.